What is going on guys? Today we're going over how to catch the biggest fish on the reef, whether that be snapper, sea bass, triggerfish, grouper, any of that kind of stuff. We're going over what has worked well for me. 90% of the fish are caught by 10% of the fishermen. Of 100 boats going out on a Saturday, 80 of them are following the crowd. 10 of them shouldn't be past the inlet. Eight are dialed in for the most part. Two are professionals that are relentlessly dedicated to putting fish on deck despite any conditions, day in and day out, adapting and using past experience. Sit down, strap in, and get ready to take some notes. We're going to take the fishing game to the next level. Welcome to the Obsidian Fishing Podcast. Like I said, my last podcast from North Carolina, so that's where most of my experience has come from. I've also fished the Gulf Coast, Destin, Pensacola, you know, Tampa, Keys, that kind of stuff, too, from time to time. But most of my experience is out of North Carolina, a little bit of Virginia Beach, too. I lived there for a year. Anyways, let's jump right into it. It was 100% against what everybody had typically used for bottom fish. But our guide, Rick Croson, we fished with from time to time. He fished out of Wrightsville Beach. He tried these little Roscoe candy jigs. They're like, they make a grouper version and then like a little one, like a little two-ounce jig. And we caught the biggest triggerfish, the biggest sea bass, the biggest porgy snapper on that. We also catch some big red groupers on it too that same day. When everybody had, oh, I'd ever bought and fished with, would fish like a piece of squid on a J hook or a circle hook, circle hook or whatever. So give that a try. Next time you go, I think those jigs will pick out the bigger fish. You know, if you're having a problem, you know, especially like sea bass fishing or something like where there's, you know, minimum size limit, try dropping a jig down and that'll typically catch the bigger fish vice like the small ones that'll just tear squid up as soon as you get to the bottom and you're only catching like a keeper you know, every so often, I've noticed that you'll catch a little bit fewer jig, fewer fish on the jigs, but the bites that you will get will be a lot better. And one tactic you could do is like, say you're dealing with really deep water or there's a lot of current rolling through. If you got a little two ounce jig and you're like, man, it's impossible to get to the bottom. Take it like a heavyweight, right? Like 12, 14 ounce or whatever. Tie a, do like a Palomar knot and I'll leave about two foot to three foot of leader on top of that jig and then a little bit more leader about another foot to my braid and that weight will drag that jig to the bottom and then you can boom bounce that jig off the bottom and uh you can still fish in the deep water or the current or whatever so don't be afraid of breaking away from the norm if you see something work you know on the west coast or the east coast north south whatever if you see a tactic that like guys are showing on tv or like you go with a guy and learn a little something new be open to it give it a try and most of the time it'll work fish are fish even if it's not traditionally used in like your area or what you've been taught that type of thing and that's how you like kind of develop as an angler is developing and trying new things versus just sticking with the norm some saltwater fishing is like squid on a circle hook or a j hook has caught fish for hundreds of years right <laughs> or like as, as long as it you know people have been fishing for snapper off the gulf coast of florida but there may be a way you know to change it up sometimes it's just fun changing it up you know fishing with a jig or like catching a little bit larger class of fish if you're using like a jig or a bigger 
you know, piece of bait or live bait or whatever. Most of the time, the smaller fish on that piece of bottom or the reef or the ledge or whatever, they're the most aggressive. They're, you know, near the bottom of the food chain, they're eating everything that comes by their face or within eyesight. So how I mitigate that is I'll fish a two or three hook rig. If you're like specifically targeting, like I want to catch snapper, triggerfish, whatever, I'll fish a three hook rig. If you're kind of like mixing it up, doing a little bit of whatever. Um, if you want to fish like a grouper rig, grouper rig, typically I stick towards, typically I stick towards like a single hook rig, but you could fish, you know, a bigger bait on the bottom and just a smaller bait on the top, or you could do, you know, two baits. If you're a pretty efficient angler, I you could fish a three hook rig, but most guys like it's just a clusterfuck most of the time fishing. So like fish a two hook rig or like if you're guiding, you know, you're putting clients on fish, I'd probably stick with a single or, you know, two hook rig. And uh all that is basically just like a loop knot rig. You know, you got your weight at the bottom, loop knot, you know, six twelve inches up, another loop knot, six twelve inches up, and then that goes to your main line. Hooks, I would for sure fish a circle hook. I've seen grouper get caught on a little tiny one, two-watt circle hook, uh, as long as it is nice and stout. I've also seen some guys fish with, like, uh, J-hooks, and I've seen those J-hooks get straightened out in, like, I used to fish with some mustad ones. Fish with a guy who was really good. We got on a really good trigger fish bite. Caught fish all day, and so I threw those mustad hooks on all my rigs, went fishing on another guy's boat. We were dropping down and we got into some grouper and the group we got like two of those hooks straightened out and i was like oh my god i felt like a knucklehead but it's the way you learn you're like all right i'm not fishing those you know thin j hooks anymore they got to be two three four x hooks and they've got to be able to hold their own if you do hook a big fish circle hooks I've, I've never seen one straightened out i have seen some mustads break not bashing mustad they make some you know good hooks but they used to make some of these uh i forget the exact model but like they're nine and ten on hooks i've seen them break on grouper i caught one grouper one time and it was i cranked them up off the bottom and thank god i kept the pressure on him because when he got to the top i popped the hook out and like right under the barb the hook had broke the only thing that was like holding that grouper on was just like a little small bend in the hook <laughs> so um Spend the extra money, buy some two or three or four X hooks, and uh, it'll pay dividends in the long run because you want to catch those bigger fish, right? Smaller fish being more aggressive, you know, I would put some meat on that hook. Don't just like barely hook something on there. Sometimes I'll like hook a piece of squid two, three, four times, or not four times, but like two or three times. You know, I like to like hook it once, turn it and then run it back through again for a second time. And then sardines, those typically, you know, I just hook once through the top of the head, through the head. And mackerel, I've seen guys use pieces of mackerel, but I've noticed that they're pretty soft. So they're gonna get pulled off, chewed up really fast, you know, if you're getting robbed. Another killer piece of bait, talked about last podcast as well, is like if you're catching trash fish, you can fillet off a side you know if you hook it through the skin the scales and all that and you have that like fillet on there that's killer piece of bait that stays on the hook really well octopus too if you can get your hands on some octopus 
it is very durable stuff. So how I would weed out smaller fish is A, use a bigger bait or a live bait. If you're using a live bait, you will catch like, I've seen it work really well for sea bass, snappers and stuff, depending on the, the species of snapper. Um, you know, American reds, you catch them on live bait, but like some of the smaller stuff like vermilions, grunts, porgies, all that kind of stuff, I've seen not really eat live bait. So you're gonna be wanting to fish in a smaller piece of dead bait. And then uh, a jig works really well too, like that little smaller class of jigs. Not those Roscoe, you know, little candy jigs are really good. Triggerfish don't have like those mouths, you know, as big as like, say like a sea bass or something like that, like a black bass. I prefer like a little stout J hook because it seems like with their teeth that they got, the hookup ratio is a lot better, but you gotta make sure you're setting the hook, you know, and like if you have guys on the boat or clients on the boat that aren't fishing, don't have the experience fishing, you wanna make sure you tell them like, hey, when you get a bite, you gotta set the hook. Circle hooks, I lean towards most of the time, say every single podcast, but it's just so easy, you know, you just crank down, come tight and boom. But J hooks do have their applications. I recommend shorter versions, pick your brand, um, but like a live bait circle hook and obviously go with the two or three or four X. And I think you'll have a better hookup ratio if you're in those trigger fish grounds, that kind of stuff, or anything else that has like teeth that is not like inhaling, you know, a bait. Don't go into a gunfight with a knife. You know, if you guys are fishing grouper areas or big American reds, snappers are around, you know, have your gear that is stout enough to handle that uh, class of fish if you do hook it. You know, you can be targeting smaller snapper all day, but who wouldn't want, you know, a nice gag grouper, you know, if you're fishing shallower water. So I typically fish no less than a hundred pound leader. I like my grouper rigs, I'm like the 130 to 180 pound class, but I would say for bottom fishing, no less than a hundred pound, you know, and that's like in reference to, you know, fishing anywhere from 40 to 200 feet of water. Um, and you're fishing, you know, a big heavy weight. I know the guys down in Florida will fish like, you know, 20 pound test and you know, they're catching those little yellowtail snappers, that type of thing. Not really talking about that kind of fishing. I'm talking about like deep dropping for snapper. Another item would be like, make sure you got you know, your main line, 65, 80 pound braid, and then your rod and reel can get those fish off the bottom. You know, you're using heavy enough stuff. I know it's funner to catch like smaller fish on lighter gear, but you hook one of those 20 pound groupers, big American red, you want to be able to rip them off the bottom and you want a high gear ratio reel. So A, you want to get those fish off the bottom. B, the more times you drop, the more fish you're gonna catch typically throughout the day, right? As long as the fish are biting, assuming that. So I like a reel that has a high gear ratio. And the reason for that high gear ratio is A, you get them off the bottom quicker, you get away from that ledge, you get one or two cranks on them. Usually you don't have to worry about it, right? As long as you hold your rod tip, you know, nice and high. And then it's just fat. Like I've seen guys fishing with like older pen reels and stuff. And it's like, I crank up two or three times faster than they do. And it's like, dude, you don't want to be sitting there cranking up all day. If you're fishing a hundred feet of water, like, you know, it's, it's boring, whatever. But 
you know, you want to catch fish. You want to be able, you want to optimize that time that you're on the water. A higher gear ratio, in my opinion, is the way to go. That way you can just crank it up, get another piece of bait on the bottom, or get another piece of bait on the hook and get right back to the bottom. Cool thing about circle hooks is not the circle back, got you on that one, but uh, if you have, you're fishing like a circle hook rig, is like you can hook a fish and leave your rig on the bottom for a little bit and then you can get a double header going you know if you're fishing that double triple rig or whatever and so that's why i like circle hooks too is like i'll hook a fish and then just get a little bit and then maybe see if i can get another bite sometimes you can't really feel you know if you're fighting a fish um or if he's really pulling but i always try to get a double header going if i can Weight size, I typically, I lean on the heavier side of the weight, something that's not too heavy though, where it's going to kind of like wear you out. I like a 12 to 14 ounce weight most of the time. Uh, if I'm fishing like inshore, I'll probably go down to like eight or 10 ounce, but inshore is like, I'd say 40 to 80 feet of water. Anything past like 80 foot of water, I like to go up 12, 14, maybe even like a 16 ounce weight. This is like a huge issue with bottom fishing is getting tangled up with other dudes. Some people like only fish in one part of the boat and they think like, oh, I gotta be right back here on the sonar, right? But it's like, if you're drifting across stuff, man, it does not matter. Uh, even like anchored up. I like to fish on the bow of the boat just to get like away from people. Bottom fishing for whatever reason, you like, it's just easy to get tangled, especially if you catch something like an amberjack or yellowtail or whatever and you know it's doing death circles on the way up it's going to grab everybody's rig sometimes it just grabs somebody's rig when you're down there so i like to stay away from people a you're not going to spend as much time you know untangling your rigs b you're going to be kind of more a little, a little bit more isolated and i don't think you're missing any fish by being on a different part of the boat unless guys are like saying socal where they're like chumming right in the back of the boat. I will stay back there and fight everybody and go elbow to elbow, right? <laughs> but if you're drifting, get away from people, man. You're gonna save yourself a lot of headache. All right, guys, hopefully a couple of those pointers will help you guys put more fish in the boat. Don't be afraid to break out of the norm. Try something new. If you see something working on the East Coast, West Coast, North, South, try it. It's, it will not hurt, obviously don't sit there and watch all your buddies catch all fish but yeah try something new sometimes you might be surprised if you guys have any questions feel free to hit me up on instagram at obsidian fishing till next time boys keep those lines tight hope you guys enjoy the show and can use some of the tactics to put more fish in the boat please leave a review it's the only way this thing grows and it's my only ask in return also if you put smackdowns on fish maybe help a kid catch one or let them crank on one for a bit you never know when you could create a lifelong sportsman if it weren't for guys willing to take me fishing, show me the ropes, I definitely would not be the fisherman I am today. So let's all carry that forward, help the next generation, because the fish depend on future sportsmen like us. Also, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm always up for questions if you guys want to talk, or if you guys want to link up, do some uh, fishing out of SoCal. Until next time, keep those lines tight, boys.